to the Batmobile. Let's go. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger. Ready to move out. Holy smokes, Batman. It's Gaggle of Geeks on 2SER. Ah, the sweet sounds of geese honking can only mean it's another episode of Kaggle of Geeks, your pop culture and geek culture podcast here on 2SER. I'm Sophie Lai. I'm Tali Olatia. Hey, Sophie. Hey, Tali. How's it going? It's a going well. I don't know why we put on these accents. <laughs> I don't know what accent that is, but we're definitely getting into a singing place, so... I don't know, is because we have Harry Styles on the mind or? Oh, Harry Styles. I love him so much. It's so funny. This is what I love about Harry Styles. Mm. Well, apart from absolutely everything and the fact that apparently he's in Scotland at the moment filming a um, his new video clip for a song that I don't know what it is. Is he got a new album out or is it songs from his last album, which was like last year? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway. He's like on this Scottish-looking beach because it's just dark and I don't even know if it's a beach. Maybe I've just decided it's a beach. Anyway, <laughs> he's just like primo fashionista and I was just like, I just really like how he's just gone in this direction that it's just like the clothes I wear, this is what I'm about. This is what I really like. And the fact like he was at the Met Gala and everyone was talking about it, it's just like I'm here for Fashion Forward Harry but I'm also here for every version of Harry that he wants to present. I'm not mad at it. The thing, of course, that the big question around Harry Styles right now is not about his fashion, is about him in the live action Little Mermaid because today I simultaneously saw stories which I got very excited for that was like Harry Styles confirmed to play Prince Eric and I was like, what? I I knew he was in contention. This is what's going on. I'm very excited. We have imagined this. Like, he is perfect. Have you seen that bone structure? It matches the cartoon perfectly. Perfectly. And not to mention, it's not hard for to see Harry Styles as a love interest. I was like, um, yes. Also, he would rock that flouncy shirt so well. uh, My God. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we know that he can sing. It was like boom, boom, boom. And obviously him in Dunkirk is we know he can act. Mm -hmm. Do you know when he was eating that piece of toast in Dunkirk? And I was like, yes, yes, Harry, eat that Mm. toast. He does it well. Yeah, he does good human acting. Um, So I got very excited. I thought, yep, this is all happening. And then next second, it's like, no, I think it was the Hollywood Reporter was like, Harry Styles, definitely, definitely not playing Prince Eric. And I was like, oh. So I, I was just having this like roller coaster of emotion that for some reason I still believe that he might and I don't know why. I feel that that's but just my great big denial. Was, I feel like, but this is the thing, I don't think it was the studio's choice to turn him down. It sounds like he was the one who turned oh. down the role. But what's he doing instead? I mean, apart from filming his film clips on what I've decided was is a Scottish beach. Like, is he doing something else? And this is the other thing too, which also got very confusing, is that we know Halle Bailey is playing Ariel. Like, we know that. That's confirmed. Mm -hmm. We've lived that journey. Melissa McCarthy, that hasn't been confirmed. No. Ursula either. No. No. So it's like. And then they're saying Javier Bardem as King Triton. Mm -hmm. Is that confirmed? I like, don't know. I know Aquafina is confirmed. Yeah, as Scuttle. Yes, yeah. she's confirmed. 
So yeah. it's still a lot of speculation. I guess they still have to test the cast against each other for chemistry testing and whatnot. Uh, but okay. I but, don't know. Like, you know, because Harry did t- test for um, the Elvis role, which he didn't get. He went to Austin Butler. But yeah. it's like, but did you test for the Little Mermaid or you were just like, mm, not my jam? So many questions, Harry. So many I questions. Just, I just don't understand why it wouldn't be his jam. Lynn Manuel Miranda in The Little Mermaid. Exactly. Or producing I mean, The Little Mermaid. Also, like, Harry is very progressive. The mm. fact that there is a black Ariel, I think he would want to be in that, around that, a part of that. Of course. So I'm just, I don't Who doesn't get, want to I be part of this new progressive Disney? Exactly. So I just was like, if he's not doing that, what you doing? Probably new album. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe I answered. But then I'm like, right but you're still start. auditioning for roles, Harry. So what are you doing? Yeah. You did not get Elvis. What are you doing? You have exactly. the time to film these things. Exactly. And the thing is, too, is ever since he left One Direction, he's like social media hasn't been as great as it was before. Like, especially his Instagram, it used to be a lot more like, this is what I'm doing. Here is what I'm thinking. And now it's just like little stills of things, but nothing, nothing that tells me a thing. Like, also, he hasn't updated it since 2018, like July Rude. of 2018. Oh, my God. That's a year ago, Tali. That's exactly. so long exactly. in social media land. You might as well not exist on social. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm just like, Harry, what are you doing? Tell me what you're doing. Let me know. I'm here for you. <laughs> let's, let's talk it through. If you need help, I'm here for you. And it's also like, oh, no, Tali, you went to a weird place. Because I was like, what about if they're planning a One Direction reunion? I don't think so. There's too much tension there. I know. Like Zayn also. would never go back, I don't think. No. Louis no. has finally, like, you know, spread his wings and starting to figure out who he is as a solo artist. Also, Louis Lewis? dad's now, so yeah. it's not as if they can tour in the same way that they exactly. used to Exactly. Niall to. has got his little folk thing going on. Yeah. I don't know how I know so much about One Direction. This scares me. <laughs> because and Liam's a baby important. daddy to... Uh, <laughs> Baby. He has a baby <laughs> with um the girl from Girls Aloud. Um Cheryl Cheryl Cole. Yeah. I was about to say Cheryl Crow and then I was like, no, no. that's not right. But that I was is like a country star. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl Cole. Yeah. So Exactly. They seem yeah. to have their own things going. So Yeah. What's happening? What's, What's happening? happening? All the questions. Ugh. All the questions. All the questions indeed. So yeah. the search continues. Card. But what if they got like a black Prince Eric? Or an Asian Prince Eric. Oh, I see what you're doing there. I feel like Twitter would lose its damn mind, but I see what you're doing there. I wouldn't complain. No, neither. Oh, interesting. (laughs) Who would? Okay, but who would you? Who would you see play Eric then? Mm, This is the problem. I need to figure out who's young enough. Yeah, exactly. Isn't it? <laughs> Who is age appropriate and not too old? Because when I was watching Beauty and the Beast, I was like, mm, this is weird. Old mate from yeah. Downton, you are far too old for Emma Watson. This is not, this is, mm-mm, mm-mm. This is not appropriate. Not appropriate at all. Isn't she supposed well, to be like 16 and you're like 40? Mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also you're a beast. There are many things to get over. <laughs> What I mean, about... I, I, you know, went over that one very, mm, that's fine, beastie. Mm. Mm. 
Look, and maybe because I haven't like strung my bar- uh, my arrow very far from Harry Styles, mm. and maybe also because he is in the new Little Women. But Timothy Chalamet, ooh, could he be a Prince Eric? He strikes me as a Prince Eric. He's got the baroon structure for it. He I mean, does. it doesn't go to our Black Asian theory that I just no. asked you about. But in terms of leading man, I could see him. I mean, I wouldn't be against it because, you know, Prince Eric out of all the Disney princes actually has lines, probably the most charismatic and actually probably the nicest one out of all of them that just doesn't kiss random girls that are sleeping. So, you know Mm. what? Yeah, personality. (laughs) I could see that. We we can do that. I can see you do that. You can have that. that. (laughs) You have that. You have that. But I yeah. think they're just going to keep us guessing until they officially announce who it's going to be. Maybe they just never tell us and then it gets released and everyone's like, oh, that's who the winner was. Interesting. Cool. Just, <gasps> did not see that. Oh, they get a complete unknown. You never know. Oh, well, yes. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting? Like build all the hype with Harry Styles mm. and then just get a complete unknown. Yep. Oh. I also like that idea. Time well done, tell. Sophie. Time will tell. Time will tell. I mean, God, they're still in the casting like stage of this film. We're nowhere yeah, exactly. near filming yet. Yeah, there's still many layers of this onion to unwrap. <laughs> Great trick. <laughs> Great trick reference. I love it. You are welcome. Well then, shall we move on to our favourite topic of everything? I'm sorry, I'm not JJ Abrams. They say, oh, Tiger, we wish we called you JJ Abrams. Taika Waititi. He is beautiful and we love him because he can do no wrong except for Disney thinks he might do wrong. Oh, my gosh. What is going on there? Like, so Disney have seen parts of this film and then one of the executives goes, hmm, will this anti-Nazi message, like, alienate some of our audience? I'm sorry, What? Do you reckon it's something that they said out loud, but it was supposed to be, uh, oh, I'm just not sure that we're going to get like the box office numbers and therefore we're not going to make profits and then rah, rah, rah. But the way that it was phrased was literally that, like that. It's like this anti-Nazi message is too much for our audience. And it's like, no, that's exactly the message that everyone should be sending out. At all times. So what are you thinking, Mr. Disney executive? It was kind of wild. It was just like, I mean, it's an, it's an apparently, it's an alleged, but it's just yeah. even so, the fact that they would think that. And this is the thing when Disney absorbed Fox. It, yeah. it, it absorbed heaps of their pre-existing projects and Fox mm. are quite, you know, because they're, they're more catered to an adult audience they are yeah. a bit more edgier they are going to push ideas and then disney kind of come in they've cut heaps and gone nut yeah. to cray not for our audience yeah. but it's like yeah because you're disney you're aimed yeah. at like you know young people this yeah. is not like the point of fox was never to be always aimed at young people it was supposed to give you yeah. like really interesting edgy drama and comedies yeah and so that's the thing is like you don't i you also wouldn't want the same house to just be like, yes, we're only making cars movies and we're only going to make like talking inanimate objects. That is our thing to appeal to eight-year-olds. You have to run the gamut 
And the fact that they seem to be playing so safe that the idea that an anti-hate, like a satirical anti-hate movie could somehow affect audiences to be like, oh, no, we don't want to upset them. It's Mm. like, well, who are you catering to? Like, who are you catering to? And while they merge, it's still going under the Fox Searchlight studio. Yeah. So in a way... People don't necessarily always associate that brand with Disney, even though they did merge. Yeah. I think the thing is, too, is that sometimes I think people forget that when you watch a movie, you're not sitting there going, oh, this is a Disney movie. This is a Disney movie. This is a Disney movie. You're just watching the movie. Like, Mm. I think in the back rooms, people are talking about, like, Disney, Fox, like differences, Warner Brothers, rah, 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 all that other stuff. But for the actual audiences, they're just watching the movie no. and they're just basing it on the movie. So the idea that they have to control their me- their message so much that a movie like Jojo Rabbit could be seen to them to be a risk is just, it's really interesting and a little bit scary. It is. And as you said, like, you know, when you go as a punter, like we know the studios because we work in this industry, but it's like, if you go somewhere, like some, like any average punter goes into a movie, they'll see the studios at the beginning. I can guarantee you they have no idea who they were at the end of the movie. Exactly. And sometimes too, is that like, you know, if the lion didn't come up and roar or if the lamp didn't do its little jumpy jump and then thing is people wouldn't know or they wouldn't pay attention to it. So... Yeah. And those guys did powerful branding so people associate associate it with yep. that logo, yep. with that brand. But it's like not all of them have. And it's just like, mm, all right. Yep. I, I If I saw Jojo Rabbit, I wouldn't care what studio came from. I'm just excited with everyone attached to the movie. So Taika exactly. and the cast and the storyline yep. sounds bloody hilarious. That's what matters. Exactly. And that's the thing too, is like Taika also spits pure gold. Like everything that he has touched Mm. or worked on lately feels like it has been a success. So I get being worried about, you know, making sure that people actually go and watch your movie. And I get, I, I get that they have bottom lines that they have to meet. But to me, Taika is just a sure thing. It's like if you were going to have a movie, you would somehow want Taika to be in some way associated with it just because the fact that it's a Taika Waititi-directed movie will Mm. bring people into the cinemas, period. Just period. Absolutely. And it's like, didn't you have an anti-Nazi message in Captain America as well? Yeah. And he he did Thor, like like the last Thor movie he did, uh, Ragnarok, it... Did yep. them so much money. Why are you afraid? <laughs> exactly. Tyker should just get a free pass to just be like, guys, I've got this. It's all right. And even if I don't, remember how much money I got you for Thor Ragnarok. So we can just call it even if it fails. Like, um, like even, if, even if it failed, it still yeah. would be like, um, I still got you some profits. Do not worry. Oh, absolutely. And it feels like more in the vibe of like, you know, Hunt of the Wilder People or Boy, because it is working yeah. with a younger cast, um, especially yeah. since the main character is a young boy. Like, yeah. just because it does feature that, like, I would still take kids out to see Hunt for the Wilder People, even though there were probably some adult words in their throne here and there. It was bloody yeah. hilarious and funny that everyone exactly. could enjoy. And it's the same for Boy. Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. Like, Boy is by far my favourite Taika Waititi movie. I don't know why. It just cracks me up every single time. Even just thinking about it cracks don't me up. Don't be such an egg, Tali. Don't be such yeah. an egg. <laughs> Do you know what's so funny? Um, again, to my real-life day job, is because I talk to a lot of people who are Māori or who are in New Zealand. And so I, I often have to introduce myself and I try and do like the greeting of the place that I, like the country that I'm talking to. So it's always like, kia ora, my name is, and I always have to stop myself to go, boy, and welcome to my crazy world. Because I just <laughs> love that time where he does that show and tell in the classroom. And then I'm just like, oh. and this is Michael Jackson. Do you want to see my awesome dance moves? And I'm like, no, Talia, you have a job to do right now. Just introduce your name as your real name. You do not have to go into your spiel. But uh, that's oh. like, and this is the thing about Taika Waititi. He can take something that is just, I'm going to introduce a character and make it seem like something so much bigger and better than it is. So it'd be cray. It'd be cray, I say. It'd be so and, cray. Um, speaking of Taika Waititi and everything he touches be magic, yeah. there are also, um, well, news, excitement, whatnot, how mm. do we say it, is Back in 2014, there was this documentary and it was called Next Goal Wins and it was about this football team in American Samoa who, like, you know, weren't doing so well <laughs> and then, like, a coach, a Dutch coach comes in and essentially believes in them. Like, it's, like, quintessential every Disney movie that has ever happened. Totally. Like, the underdog and, movie. Exactly, exactly. So he takes this team from perennial losers into winners. And there is news that Taika Waititi is going to direct the new version. Like they're going to create the movie version of this documentary. Amazing. Um, and again, and this is what I mean, is like everything that Taika Waititi touches is gold and everyone would want him to work with them so that's why i mean with the disney executives it's just like calm down <laughs> maybe trust that your audience want to listen to an anti-nazi message and maybe the people who don't are who you should who you want your target audience to be no, maybe that's exactly. a win regardless and exactly a polynesian jew playing hitler of course that's going to alienate <laughs> some people you can't win them all, all the time, but who do you want to win? That is your question. Mm, That's the question they have to ask themselves right now. So, look, again, we will just have to wait and see. And Jojo Rabbit comes out October. Is it October or is it September? So. Oh, very soon. Very, very soon. So, yeah. so, so soon. My heart always says it's the next month. Like, it's going to be September. And then I'm like, no. And then I get disappointed when I find out it's the one after. So I'm pretty sure I think it might be October. But anyway, it's going to come out soon. And I think it's October. that Tyke is going to have the last laugh. October. It is October. It is the second half of October. I am sorry. Uh, you have to wait a little, little longer. October. Yeah. But, I, uh, yeah, I just think Tyke is going to have the last laugh. He always does. So, mm. Yeah, win-wins. All the wins. In other news, uh, Tali, I was about to call you Tyker. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been such a compliment and I would not have corrected you. <laughs> um, so they're making a Coming to America sequel. Sequel? Re-adapted? Sequel. Yeah. It's, can you call it a sequel 30 years, like pretty much 30 years after the first one has been, was released? Um, Maybe. I mean. <laughs> I think you still can. It just, like, 
I think we were talking last week about how there are no original ideas left in Hollywood. And I don't know why it just makes me laugh so much. But yeah, like the original Coming to America came out in 1988. Holy moly. Exactly. And But the thing is, is like, I think it was kind of a cult classic. Mm. So people will remember it kind of thing. And it was, of course, um, it starred Eddie Murphy and he was this African royal prince of this fictional African town country thing and he came to America and um, it was just him kind of settling in but also his responsibilities back home his dad wanting him to get married and to have a child and yeah so it was just you know Eddie Murphy in his early days doing this movie God, he's so and- young there <laughs> Yeah, and now <laughs> the sequel, which I also love, like obviously coming to America, the first one, yeah. was two spelt T-O, so it was coming T-O America, and now the sequel is coming and then the number two America. And so I'm like, it's basically called the same thing and people will only understand the difference between the two if you see it written down. And I'm just like, oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, the good news of this one is you've got the original cast coming back. So yep. you do have Eddie Murphy and Arsenio yes, yes. Hall. But they also confirmed uh, this week that Shari Headley, who played Lisa McDowell, the love interest, she's also returning. So, which is, yes. Um, um, which, and the thing is, too, is like we don't know a lot about the plot apart from the fact that apparently, like, Eddie Murphy, um, who plays Akeem, is going back to America because he learns he has a long-lost son. Mm. So that then, of course, makes sense why Shari Headley would be back because she was the love interest in the first one. So presumably it's her child, but then maybe it's not. But then... I yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. There's many, there's many, there's many aspects to this. Yeah, but yeah. they also announced, aside from uh, Shari Headley um, returning, they also announced some exciting yeah. new people coming on board, one of yeah. whom is Leslie Jones. I love her. I love her. I love her so much. I, she is the best and she can do no wrong. And she immediately adds a lot of comedy into what is happening. And I'm just here for her. I'm here for everything that she does. Yeah. And the other thing is, like, Eddie Murphy, he is a fast comic. Like, yeah. super quick. Can you imagine him just and Leslie together in a room? Just spitting? Yes. Just spitting well, and, improv? Oh, my goodness. And this is the thing. And this is what I was talking about. Like, we don't know a lot about how this is going to work out or what character Leslie Jones will be playing. Like, presumably they will put her in a character that will be able to, like, that has a lot of banter with Eddie Eddie Murphy's character. But it would be such a waste if they're, like, if they don't really interact or nothing happens or stuff like that. Um, But, yeah, it should be interesting. It's also revealed that James Earl Jones and John Amos are going to reprise their oh, roles from the original film. Playing old papa. <laughs> In his other Mufasari role. I know. It's just like he constantly plays. It's like it's one of those things where I'm like, I'm not mad that he gets typecast in roles that have like 
his voice, his voice is, is used to be the like all knowing, all everything, all like powerful. He is um, the more fatherly figure, while exactly. like you get Morgan Freeman as the godly figure. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, it's so true, isn't it? It's so just true. like, it's like voice of God, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. I need a very stern father, James Hill Jones. <laughs> Sorted. And then we somehow have to clone them. So, and like, you know, touch wood, if anything ever happens to them, we will never have to find another one. Um, but the other interesting thing is that apparently Wesley Snipes is also going to be in the movie. Um, and he's going to play some kind of rival, like, because um, Eddie Murphy's character comes from a fictional African country is that Wesley Snipes is going to play like a rival to like, you know, that country's thing. And so it might be that Wesley Snipes and Eddie Murphy are not friends in the movie. I don't know. Interesting times. Interesting, Interesting times. Well, they also said that Tiana Taylor, the singer-actress, is also joining mm. us. So Ooh. I don't it's know. Awful. I don't know how that's all going to fit in, but it should be interesting. It should be indeed. So, yeah, coming to America. And it just goes to show <laughs> that if there are any other movies, you know, from the 80s or 90s that you thought, oh, no, they'll never get a sequel, maybe they will. They just Who have to knows? wait for 30 years. So it gives enough yeah. time for the uh, the actors to look older and more wiser and then yeah. they have an adult kid. <laughs> <laughs> that is age appropriate. <laughs> but is that always just going to be the plot that they come back after so much time? And now it's we've got children. This is fine. It's such a trope. And I don't think that trope will ever die. No. It's like the surest thing to be like, yes, now the story as told through our kids, but also <laughs> still through us because we have not grown up. Just more next gen, next gen, yeah. next gen. And then the story <laughs> continues and then we'll keep spinning off like we do with Fast and Furious with all our side characters. God, but yeah, it just goes into again as like, where are the original ideas? Like, it's a little bit concerning. An independent drama. Also, where's the? I know that Mighty Ducks had their sequel, but I'm still here for like remake that. Live that life. <laughs> do we need to though? No, but if we're gonna do anything, at least do something that was already fantastic. <laughs> but why ruin thing. what is good? It's like saying Home Alone, we're gonna remake it. But maybe that's the thing though. Maybe you're looking at this wrong, Sophie. Is remake <laughs> the classic that is the Mighty Ducks, truly anger everyone. The whole world writes a petition and says no more remakes. And then ah. it becomes an original idea. Reverse psychology. I see where you're going. Yeah. I see where yeah. you're going. Because that's exactly how the Hollywood studios work. <laughs> Totally. We have cracked their code. They are welcome. Thank you very much. Amazing. Amazing. Um, but can I just say, mm. just on that note of a petition, did you see the petition that was going around to make Liam Hemsworth the new Bachelor? What? I mean, they only broke up like a week ago. Him and Miley I Cyrus. Like, God, the, the bed is even cold yet. I also laugh. The best part about it is I think is it's kind of an insult to Liam Hemsworth. Not only has he just like separated from his wife, but it's also like 
his star is still shining very brightly. He hasn't got to the point where he needs to be a celebrity who goes, does reality TV <laughs> programs to be like, guys, I'm still relevant. Don't worry about me. I'm still relevant. So it's like everyone in the world could sign that petition. And I still think that Liam should say no to that because it would just be like, no, you can still do this. Of course you've, he You've will. still got this. But also, yeah. he was like notoriously known to be the most private out of all the Hemsworth brothers. Yeah, because exactly. he well, had to cop uh, it when he first started dating Miley, and he was like, "Nah, you just get photos yeah. of my dogs, and that is it." Well, what about older Hemsworth, Luke? Mm, he's around. He tags. His... <laughs> he, he's around, but he's not as well known, uh, so yeah. he doesn't yeah. need to keep you know a lid on everything. Yeah. So, but Liam is very much a more a private person situation. It's well, like it was always a post from like, him is like every five months. Like, yeah. far and in between. Yeah. Whereas Chris, it's like every single day, it feels like. Or he's always on, it's either, on the beach doing a workout or, yeah. I mean, he's pretty regular, but his wife is even more regular and she tags him uh, regularly. Yeah, which is probably why I feel like I see updates of Chris all the time. <laughs> exactly. Like, you guys living your best life out there in Byron. <laughs> my parents actually went to Byron Bay um, because my mum was like, Chris Hemsworth hangs out there all the time with his wife. And I was oh like, that's God. how you know. I was like, that's how you know you have been tweeting too much when my mother knows where you are <laughs> and what you were doing <laughs> or associates you with that. I'm oh, like, cool, blessed mom. be. That is so I like, adorable. Yeah. I was like, cool, mum, good talk. And then they went to Byron Bay in a surprise to no one. Did not see Christian. <laughs> well, was He's got his own like, compound. Oh, exactly. He's got his own private compound where no one can get in. Like, it's yeah. there for a reason. Privacy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, not to my mum. She was just like, I'll just so see Chris. I was like, okay, you do you. Suddenly binoculars come out (laughs) from a headland. I think I see him. (laughs) That is exactly how life works. So well done, Marina. But yeah, (laughs) Um, so that's my my thing is I hope we do not like – I'm. No, actually, I'm a little bit torn because this year's Bachelor is boring. So, oh my I gosh, what is going replaced. on? I just yeah. hate the fact that even the promos know it's so boring. So they're like yeah. baiting the audience, saying there will be a walkout, there will be drama, and it's like there was no walkout, there was, there no, was no drama. drama. Yeah, it's what, like what even... are we doing? I am literally, I'm not even watching anymore. I'm watching recaps because yeah. you get through those two hours quicker within six minutes. Well, it's so crazy, isn't it? Like, I just, yeah, I do not care. Maybe, maybe it's the Bachelor formula formula over in Australia. Well, we do get fatigued quite easily, mm, and like, I feel like we might be hitting that fatigue season. Yeah, like, I think the thing, <laughs> and I it's supposed that, to be like, their redemption maybe, as well from the Honey Badger, and it's not. Yeah, happening. exactly. Yeah, is that we're still in, like, PTSD. No, that's not fair because that's not fair to people who actually suffer from PTSD. But we're still kind of in we were wronged by the honey badger. We watched a whole season for nothing. And I think that that's the thing too is, like, we will watch a whole season just to see an outcome. And the fact that we watched a whole season and there wasn't an outcome makes us go, well this is boring and there's a chance that there won't be an outcome, so I'm just going to quit now and not watch it. Like, I'm looking forward to The Bachelorette with Evie from Gogglebox. Yeah, that'll be interesting, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm like, 
she says she looks like she'd be more interesting and you know people are familiar with her from Gogglebox and they were quite yeah. fun and animated so it's yeah. just like and it also looks like she like she has a personality exactly so and I also think that she has a personality one but she will speak her mind mm-hmm. like I don't think she's going to suffer fools so no. I think that, that then becomes the entertainment well that was like it. That... the idea that she would just be cutting people off and they'd be like you can only cut out one person and she'd be like nope i want five of these to go by maybe i don't know but Keep that's what dream. made sophie monk's season so entertaining yeah she spoke yeah. her mind and everyone's like yes i will go to through two hours of this like yeah. this format just to see her little one-liners and quips at all the boys yeah, yeah. i also feel that like Sophie was amazing and not taking away from the amazingness that was Sophie. But I also feel like Jared was quality entertainment <laughs> for just how he did not realise what he was like and who he was. Like it actually became really entertaining to watch him get so upset about who peed in his pot plant. that It was just like, this is drama. It's weird drama, but it's drama. And he's strange and yes let's send him to fiji even though he is the whitest person who like gets sunburned oh that poor thing i'm like oh no he'll need all the sunblock and you clearly did not give him the sunblock i know and then they sent him to like the bachelor island thing and i was just like stop sending him to deserted islands he will not cope (laughs) send him somewhere with shade a lot of it just here are are all the trees for jared but this is what i mean he was entertaining and i didn't like they didn't have to make up drama to like like drag people back in like the drama was there and it was about a pot plant and it was bloody hilarious because it was so trivial Yep, exactly. Whereas I feel like, yeah, this season's Bachelor. He's obviously there to, like, just get with as many women as he can. He's macking out a lot. Yep. And then rise his own little star and the end. And that's why I'm not here for him. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming to my TED Talk about The Bachelor and about Miley Cyrus's split. Oh, well. Shall we end on that note then? Yeah, that positively happy note. That positively happy note. Indeed, oh. That maybe Liam Hemsworth won't make it onto The Bachelor. Maybe that's why Prince Harry can't be Prince Harry. No, Harry Styles can't be Prince Eric because he's going to be next year's Bachelor. Maybe. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? (laughs) That would be wild. He'll have, like, so many fangirls. (laughs) Vying. That is the, that is the only fan way boys. I would oh my ever God. apply for The Bachelor. <laughs> it was just like Harry Styles is The Bachelor. I was like, sign me up 12,000 times. Remember that reality show that pretended that these girls were going to date a prince and they had like yes. a Prince Harry lookalike? And it's like now yeah. it's like, oh, my God, the ethics of that show. How did it even get past? <laughs> and also at any point, how did any of those girls not know it was not the – it real was Prince Harry. Like, it I was wasn't like, him. Yeah. I was like, yes, he was a lookalike, but he didn't look exactly like him. Also, why were you not questioning that Prince Harry was trying to find love on a reality TV competition? Like, I'm pretty sure the Queen would never approve of that. No. Also, oh, it was just like, honestly, the lookalike was just a ginger. There was nothing yeah. more to it. It was yeah. just like, hmm. Uh, the craziness, the craziness. Oh. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> we'll leave it on that. Tali, yeah. thank you for another Gaggles of Geeksing. Thank you, Sophie. 
we shall catch you next week. Yes. Yes. Next week it is. But till then, I'm Sophie Lai. I'm Tali Olatea. And you've been listening to 2SER's Gaggle of Geeks. Bye. Bye.